hello, and <laughs> Michael's broken. Well, okay, we just did the, the yeah, this is Michael, that's Ashley. Um, we just did a test recording for this, the raw tidbit, and um, I was doing my Chewbacca impression during the, you know, during the, the, the little test thing, and Ashley played it back, and well. It was hilarious. Her face was like different shade of red and that was what was making me laugh the fact that i can actually do something that just makes you laugh and it's not baymax yelling wings or something yeah so this is about a dog yes it is about a dog that's the podcast and, and this is one of the this is the raw tidbits and what we call our mini episodes yep again yeah. i'm ashley i'm michael um so that was made it clear but we're just gonna bang it upside your head until you get it yeah so this raw tidbit, we're going to focus on nutrition, what we feed, why we feed. Um, this can be a controversial subject, and a lot of dog people have extraordinarily strong opinions. See, it's only controversial for me because you change it often. <laughs> it's to the point where I'm like, no, I'm not putting that in anymore, and I'm like, what do you... what? It's the equivalent of someone hopping on one leg on a rug, and you're doing it the right way, but then someone out of nowhere pulls the rug out from underneath you, and you're basically on your back going, what the fuck just happened? I mean, that's essentially what it feels like, because I get in my mind this, what needs to go into the food bowl, and then, you know, sometimes I make the food and it's fine, but then Ashley's like, no, we need to add a few things. Yeah. It comes out looking like a hodgepodge of... Well, if you've ever gotten candy at, like, one of those, like, candy stops where you, like, put in all the candy in that one little bag, that's what the dog food looks like, only for dogs. But, generally, we like to joke that our dogs eat better than we do. Well, they do. And they do. Yeah. I mean, so, we had McDonald's for breakfast. They're going to have yeah. Canada for dinner. So, I mean, which, all of the products that we discuss in... This episode and any episode up to this point, um, we're receiving no endorsements, no sponsorships. None. Not that we're not amenable, which we are, but we get no, no, nothing kickback. This is just us and our opinion. But I will go ahead and say regarding Canada, we are part of their breeder program, which is a very nice program. Um, but we still buy our buy the food and all of that. Just like anybody else. Just like anybody else. However, we put our pants on one leg at a time. However, the I won't breeder, say the Tina Belcher version. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we do the the breeder program that Canada has. Uh-huh. Is you buy five five bags and then you get the sixth free uh, ish. Six-ish. free ish. The sixth bag actually. Um, and my buddy Roger. Um, if you're listening, hi, Raj. Um, he actually pointed this out to me. He was a manager at Petco, which I was formerly employee. Um, and he pointed out in the very small print of this voucher, it says that you would still owe the tax. tax. So, okay, roughly this bag of food that we buy for our kids is about 60 bucks. So we'd only have to pay like $3. $3 and change. And right now, 11 Easy. It's okay. Eleven was in my lap. I was not harming her. We may need to edit that out. No, we're not. We need to edit that out because it sounds like I'm hurting her, but I'm not. not. She wanted to hop in my lap. So, um... Hello, Eleven. Hello. Do you want to see her? 
Yeah, come here, Levin. Come here, Levin. Okay, go see come mommy. Come here, baby. Go see mommy. There she goes. Yes, you always want to be in the thick of it when we record. Yes, you do. Yeah, she sits in my captain's chair, which Ashley says makes too much noise. So, yeah, what we back f- to Canada. Yeah, what we feed, we are part of the group of people that are supportive of raw feeding. And if we could afford to do full raw, we probably would. Well, I mean, just last night, um, and I find it's easier for me, um, everybody just basically got chicken drumsticks. Yeah, but there's there's also a base. There's Well, I mean, they get kibble and uh, chicken. I mean, right. I mix it all up. But that's what I mean. It's not a full raw. Yeah. And if we could, like I said, if we could afford to do full raw yeah. and do everything like it needs to be done with the 80-10-10, mm-hmm. then I probably would. But... We do a base of high-quality, grain-free kibble. Canaday. Canaday. And then we supplement with wet food of Merrick, generally. Yeah, or turducken, Grammy's pot pie. Yeah. I know I'm saying that one wrong. Um, s- smothered Comfort? Yeah, Smothered Comfort. Or we'll also do some Canaday wet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mix it up. Put some... Bun bun in there. But the thing is... They have a can that has for rabbits. That's why I say bun bun. Anyway. The thing is with the Canadade base, it actually helps add that additional nutrition that they need. Mm -hmm. That is what makes raw food and the raw diet so expensive. Mm. Where you really need to have a good source of organ meat and all of that right. stuff that we just don't have in this area. Yeah, no. So it's just easier for us to do Canada as a base, mm-hmm. do some wet food to add flavor and pique their interest, mm. and then we supplement generally with raw muscle bones or marrow bones. and Which even Penny eats these things. Yeah. And I've even warned her, I said, whatever you don't eat, Rolo's going to get. And she's actually followed my hand on this. I've watched her eyes. And the very next day, I shit you not, it was gone. She ate the whole damn thing. And sometimes we will do the pre-prepped raw patties and stuff. Oh, I hate those. Like Small Batch, Stella and Chewy's, Northwest Naturals, Primal. You do that, uh, you nuke it, and then you take a knife and you chop it like it's a pizza. And I'm like, I It depends. It depends on what it is. Damn drumstick in there, call it a day. But it it adds an additional nutritional value. Yeah, yeah. Um, We are also of the belief that single protein is one of those that will cause more problems and mm. adding that variety of protein source. Well, they don't get raw every night. We no. the point of having, you know, off and on, like, let's see here. It's every other night, basically. When, when, when Friday wasn't a raw night, but mm-hmm. Saturday, no, last night was a raw night. Yes. Tonight is not right. a raw so night. So Monday will be a raw night. But Which, generally what we do, what we do is... The Canaday that we use is pure C, so it has a salmon-based protein. Yeah. And me being a child of the 80s, you know, when the Happy Meals mm-hmm. first came into fruition, part of the reason why you wanted the Happy Meal was the toy. Mm-hmm. I make the, the meat and the cube that I mentioned later um, in the... I bury it. I tend yeah. to bury it because I want them to find it. Last night, Rolo's, like, chicken drumstick... Mm-hmm. 
buried under kibble and hot water. Mm-hmm. So he had to work for it. He was like, I don't know. And he started eating. But eventually he found it and was like, oh my gosh. You know, but, I mean, that's just me. Right. But I mean, back back to the whole nutrition oh. aspect. The actual science behind it is what oh, I'm trying to get Oh, here we go with the main point here. Okay, fine. Is the candidate has the base protein of a salmon base. And then we mix it up with our raw that will either generally be chicken, beef, or pork. And sometimes if we can do it, we'll do like rabbit or turkey or something like that just to keep the proteins varied so they don't get used to one particular protein. And there has been some evidence that if a dog gets used to one particular protein, Mm -hmm. that they can become allergic to other proteins. So this is why we do the varied protein. There's some logic to the whole madness Mm. in terms of feeding. Method to the madness. And one thing I'm going to go ahead and get out of the gate, out of the jump right now. Out of the way. We feed grain free. I know that there is going to be some people who are going to be like, but dilated cardiomyopathy. I used to work at a pet store and people would buy all kinds of things and they would buy Purina or or what's the one that is beneficial? Yeah. Or Old Roy. I, we, they didn't sell Old Roy. Yeah, but my but... point is, I made a point of not dissuading people from buying what they wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. That is my point. We used what we used because it works for us. This mm-hmm. may not work for you. But at the same time, this is just our opinion. Right. And I have done some research about this new environmental base theory regarding the dilated cardiomyopathy that can be related to grain-free food. However, if you read the reports and you read and actually dig deep and read the studies, it has to do with protein substitutes like peas, chickpeas, soy that are added as a filler to boost the protein count. Certain companies, which I will not name, do that. Canada does not. So, yes, we feed grain-free. However, we have done extensive research to figure out what brands work for us. We being Ashley. Yeah. And that's the key, is the research is critical. And another aspect of that study is the carbohydrate count. Another facet of this environmental dilated cardiomyopathy is they do not know what the causation is. Right. There are theories. Mm-hmm. One theory is that it is <clears throat> the excess phytoestrogens being produced from peas, chickpeas, soybean, all of that. Right. And then the other theory is that this elevated carbohydrate that is driving the body out of whack. So some dogs that have been fed on ProPlan are getting the environmental dilated cardiomyopathy, mm-hmm. but they're not getting as much buzz as these offshoot small mom and pop companies that are also getting it. Mm. And when you look at who's funding the study... Purina is funding the study. So you're considering the source, basically. Consider your source. The FDA and a lot of the veterinarians that are coming out and saying, yes, it is diet-based, 
but there's more to the st- there's more that needs to be done. So as we often say in this particular podcast, even when it comes to food, do your homework. D- yeah, do your homework. Um, there's a great website called Dog Food Advisor. Mm-hmm. If you are curious about the food that you are feeding, and it's a commercially available brand, mm-hmm. this does not work for raw food or home prep meals. Yeah, It only works for commercially available food. You can put in what you feed, and they break down each individual ingredient and tell you what's going on. And then there's also a comments board below that says, has more additional information. The dilated cardiomyopathy study is way too new Mm -hmm. to make rash decisions. If you are concerned, talk to your veterinarian. Absolutely. Get your dog's heart checked. Right. And another thing that you can do if you are concerned, if you do have a breed that has heart issues that is prone to dilated cardiomyopathy, like Doberman, Golden Retrievers, Cocker Spaniels, Boxers, test the genetics first. Yeah. That should be your frontline defense. Then go to diet. You need to know what your dog genetic baseline is Mm -hmm. to determine what you should do in terms of nutrition. If the dog individually is at risk based on their genetics, then you need to be working hand-in-hand with your veterinarian to determine a medication plan and a nutrition plan. And if need be, a supplement plan. Yeah, and, and whatever needs to happen. But it is not something that will fit for every dog mm-hmm. or every breed. We feed Canada because it works for us. We have tried other brands. Yeah, um, if memory serves, there's an allergic reaction with one particular brand that will not be named at this point. No, I'll go ahead and name it because okay. I've, I've been very open. So Purina caused... Pro, well, it was a specific oh, strain okay. of ProPlan. Purina ProPlan. And I just love saying it that way because it's easier um, for me, I guess. It was the ProPlan Sport 3020. Yeah. And we tried it. This was before... Um, the girls, Raven and Celine, and the yeah. puppies were born. Yeah, it was just so the... it was Alice, Rolo, Penny, Kemper. Mm-hmm. And what we noticed was that Penny and Kemper were doing okay on it. But? Alice and Rolo were doing horrible. They were getting extraordinarily yeasty, and their feet were getting red mm-hmm. and itchy. Irritated, yeah. And Rolo reacted so badly that he started getting giant lit granulomas on his front paws. Yeah. And like... They were getting red and weepy. His dew claws were getting infected. It was awful. But the moment that we switched back to Canada... Yeah, everything got better. Everything got better. And the reason why we switched was because Canada was dealing with some issues in transitioning from... It was a distribution issue, wasn't it? Because we were having difficulty finding it. Yeah, we were having difficulty finding it. And the reason behind that was Canada used to be associated with Diamond Pet Foods, which has a lot of history in terms of... Controversy. Controversy and recalls and things like that. Now, I will go ahead and tell you, their Pure line was never impacted by that at all. Right. But they were transitioning their manufacturing plants into their new Ethos plant, Mm -hmm. which is all U.S.-based, all U.S.-sourced, Again, we do not get paid by Canada, but we just support them. We don't have a sponsorship, but we they make a fine product that yes. we feed to our, our kiddos and trust them oh, yeah. uh, for our kiddos on a daily basis. So Which with, reminds me, we need more. Yeah, we're going to go out and get some <laughs> We're going to have to get some. But Canada, when we started feeding them that after the whole distribution thing got sorted, yeah. 
Rolo's feet got tremendously better. Yeah, I, honestly, because I mean, we were trying everything. Yeah, we tried anything and everything. And it was diet was the very last resort. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, even because it caused our... a lot of stress for you and I. Oh obviously. yeah, and and the like, thing... you're not doing this. This isn't happening. Why aren't you doing this? And then it turned out it was just the food. And we tried. We tried grooming. We consulted with vets, and the vets were like. Well, we could put him on medication, but if it's an underlying diet cause, it'll never get better. And then once we switched to diet, guess what? Ta-da! Everything was better. Yep. So, back to what we feed. We feed Canada. Yes. And we feed it in an appropriate amount for their size. Yeah, whereas, because Rolo's bigger, he gets a he gets larger more. amount, whereas Alice gets significantly less. And, you know, Penny's only 12 pounds, so she gets significantly less. But Alice and Kemper both get the same amount of kibble. Right. So Kemper is only about 20 pounds, Alice is about 50 pounds. You also have to take into account the metabolism. Mm-hmm. Kemper has a much higher metabolism than Alice does, right. so he needs more food to keep his body condition up, whereas Alice does not. So that's why you really have to read the dog and the size. So yeah, the recommendation on the bag is a great place to start. But whenever you feed, you also need to evaluate based on the dog itself and how they're responding to that food. So if they're not gaining weight, maybe, and they're losing weight, maybe you need to increase the food intake and decrease the exercise. All of these things play into account when it comes... If the dog is having more exercise, like say we're taking Celine dock diving, Mm -hmm. we may want to increase some of the food to give her some more of what she's already lost. Right, and increase certain aspects. So like for whenever we're doing performance sports and even confirmation, we are feeding them raw every single night just to boost that protein loss and keep their energy stores up. And that's a big thing is when you're doing these performance events, you always want to make sure that their energy stores are readily available. Right. So you can go to various different stores and get a powder supplement. I think Canine Power is the one that makes it, the one that we use. It's the doggy Gatorade that we put in. Oh. I don't. (laughs) know anything about that i know there's probably something like that in the cabinet yeah because you mix it with the water yeah for rollo or whatever so what it is it's a little powder supplement it helps boost the electrolytes Hmm. so it's something that you might want to have on hand if you're doing sports and including confirmation even though it may look like it's not a lot it's still working them in terms of their brain and their body and it's also can be a bit of a stressor because it's a new environment yeah Um, Another thing that you want to keep in mind is just like people, dogs need probiotics. Yeah. Um, Now we're getting to Mm -hmm. the cubes, essentially. I, Ashley and I have, over the course of the years that we've spent living together and feeding the kiddos, um, have developed that there are several things that have to be there aside from the raw, aside from the kibble. Sometimes there has to be supplements. Um, Lately we've been putting in this, I've been crushing this kelp. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as sometimes biotin for their coat. Yep. Um, and what I will do is we have this like mold about nine squares, and I'll take, I call it yuck milk. It's <laughs> but, kefir. Because I, I would never drink this, honestly. Um, but yeah, what she said, it's that what, we use the, the original white stuff. Yeah, we use the Lifeway right. uh, kefir, or some people call it kefir, what have you. Right. It's... Um, 
a probiotic dense mm-hmm. it's kind of yogurt-esque but it's more, very much so yeah it definitely has that smell but it's more of a beverage very much so. i actually knew someone years ago who drank the fruity equivalent mm-hmm. of that straight now what, why, why we, she would do that i don't know so what this does is it helps to boost the probiotics mm-hmm. and the good bacteria within their gut so that they can digest like, things like you said with humans and yogurt um, but we also will add in fresh berries. Definitely. Fruit definitely goes in the cubes, um, as does bone broth. Yes. Bone broth. It, And the reason why we add bone broth is bone broth has a lot of collagen. Mm-hmm. And collagen, you hear it a lot for people, oh, it, you know, helps the skin and all that. Yeah. Collagen also helps with elasticity of joints. And muscle and nails and skin and everything. It's a, an essential building block. Mm-hmm. So if you provide enough collagen, it helps the body not break down. Right. Um, so we do that. And coconut oil yep. is... I you know When I'm making these cubes, essentially, naturally they start out in liquid form. Normally what I'll do is I'll put in the bone broth, then the supplements, then the fruit. And then to top it off, I'll put the... Kefir, kefir. Thank you. I, 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 I would say kefir every time, but that's me. Um, and then as a garnish on top, I would put the coconut oil. One other thing, though, is if we are out of fruit, I will improvise. Mm-hmm. And whatever treats that we get from BarkBox, mm-hmm. shameless plug, though we don't get endorsed by them, mm-hmm. um, they always have these wonderful themes with them. I think mm-hmm. they're spies this, this month. Yeah, this past month, yeah. Yeah, and I will put that in there because, like I said, I'm a kid of the 80s. I like the surprise inside, so... Crazy. Um, I put the, I put the that in there for the kids to find, and unfortunately, sometimes Alice will leave um, some of it in her crate or in her bowl. I've actually thrown out with her when I take her out in the morning what remnants are in her bowl. And what's funny is the girls in Rolo are like, "Ooh!" and they start licking mm-hmm. it off the deck. Well, and and the thing is with these supplements, we chose them based off of what works for us certain breeds certain dogs may need additional things may need certain certain other things but we do this as to what works best for them so what we use may not work best for you so back to our one of our main points do your homework Mm -hmm. research figure out what would work best for your dogs based on the breed, the energy level, mm-hmm. weight, size, and, and all what, this is playing factors. Right, and what you're doing with them. Mm-hmm. So one of our puppy homes, they do not and cannot do raw. And the reason behind it is because they are doing therapy dog work. And certain therapy dog organizations do not allow raw feeding because there can be a risk of passing on salmonella to people. It is a very, very, very low risk, but it is a requirement that the therapy dog organization says that they cannot do raw. And perfectly understandable. We're fine with that. We don't press it, but the benefits of certain raw is insurmountable. Mm. The big thing is teeth. Yeah. Our dogs used to have really, really, really shitty teeth, especially Penny and Kemper. 
their teeth. What are you trying to say? Well, no, it's just the matter of their tight lips. Oh, it was okay. really difficult to get in there and brush. But the moment that we started giving them raw bones to actually chew, and when I mean raw, I mean raw, not cooked, not processed, human-grade food. Well, let me put it this way. Do you want to plug basically where we get the bone broth as well as some of the raw? Publix. Yeah, we go to Publix. Because, I mean, I go because they always have those family... Lately, they haven't, but they, they usually have that big family-sized thing of M&M's that lasts me about two weeks. Mm-hmm. But they also have um, these, like, I don't know how, how big you want to actually... It's about maybe about as big as this cup. I don't know how big that is. Basically, coffee mug size. Uh, it doesn't say at the bottom. In any event, um, of bone broth, be mm-hmm. it chicken or beef. And sometimes turkey, if you're Which, lucky. the beef one smells like a wet fart to me. <laughs> it really does. I'm it, sitting there, it looks I'm, I'm sitting there pouring it into the cubes, and this it's this amber-like liquid. Gelatinous liquid. Sometimes gelatinous. The chicken one is definitely gelatinous, but the beef one is very weird, and it's very smooth, and it smells like a wet fart. So there I am at, like, not even 8 o'clock in the morning, pouring this, mmm, fart. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. the fart, kids. <laughs> but, I mean, we're giving the dogs... Things that are human grade is yeah, the whole absolutely. point. It's it, it. We could technically eat, eat this stuff yeah. if we wanted to, which I would not want to eat a wet fart. Gross. No, 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 no. But like, we're, we will buy like a big family size pack of chicken legs, which we go through in like maybe two feedings. Yeah, I think. <laughs> um, but the whole point is, these are straight human grade ingredients mm-hmm. that the dogs have to chew and break down with their teeth. And what it does is it actually acts as the best toothbrush ever for dogs. It helps keep their teeth clean and it helps work the teeth in a way that even if you were to go out to Petco or PetSmart and get just the the dried process bones, yeah. it doesn't work as well as if you were to use a chicken leg, pork mm-hmm. rib, anything like that because... There's a bug You on need the to keep talking. But it doesn't work as well. And ever since we started giving the dogs raw, we have gotten so many compliments on their teeth. And their coat. And their coat that it is absolutely unreal. And, I mean, especially we've seen the biggest jump with Penny and Kemper because with their terrier mouths... It's really difficult with the tight lips to get back in there and and brush. But Penny and Kemper's breath used to be horrible. And now... now it's that, just Nala's breath. Yeah, Nala's breath is bad. <laughs> but now that they've been eating these raw bones for a couple of years now, it's amazing how dramatic the difference has been. And people will, will tell you that, you know... Dogs that are fed on just kibble all the time, their teeth are bad. Are really, really, really bad. Well, that's why we do it occasionally. We don't do it often. We do it, uh, like, every other... I mean, there's been a span of, like, just this past week where they just got the kibble and, and the cubes. They didn't mm-hmm. get the, the raw because we didn't have it. Right, so, but, yeah. I mean, for, for us, raw works. Yeah. And another really weird benefit is because we feed them raw and they digest the bone Uh when they poop it out in our backyard (laughs) 
Our yard is incredibly green. Much to my dismay, considering I'm the one that has to fucking cut it. But my my mother is always curious. She's like, why is your backyard so green? I'm like, because we have our own fertilizer in the form of the dogs are pooping out bone meal that people would spend $30, $40 on at, at Lowe's or Home Depot. We have it. Right there. And yeah, but I still poison the well because I make sure that bugs, even if they make use of the caca back there, they're going to get a nasty surprise with diatomaceous earth, you know, carving their little bodies into yeah, pieces. Yeah, but I mean, in, in terms of nutrition, though, that's that's another side benefit. Yeah. Um, and, and generally, when what we feed is perfect for us Mm -hmm. and if people want recommendations for what to feed i'll gladly answer it in just email at about a dog pod at gmail.com the instagram at about a dog pod uh, twitter at about a dog one and we will you know i'll answer any questions that you have but again what works for us may not work for you don't forget the challenge Ashley thing is still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, much to my dismay, um, there hasn't been much foot traffic on the Twitter thing. I don't know what more I need to do. Yeah. I'm probably socially um, inept in regards to that. And that's probably on me, but but I mean, we'll work it, on that. Yeah, so whenever you're looking to feed something to your dogs, just look at your budget and look do at... Do your homework. Do your yeah. homework. Yeah. Look at what works for you financially. Yeah. And look at what works for your dog... And do some research um, if you are concerned about the dilated cardiomyopathy thing that is ongoing right now. Just talk it over with your with, vet. With yeah. your vet, do research dogfoodadvisor.com. Um, talk to your breeder if you got your dog from a breeder. Talk to them, and generally make your decision based off of that, because. Some people stand by Purina Pro Plan. A lot of breeders. Why is that so hard to I say? I don't know. Purina uh, Pro Plan. Yeah. Purina Pro Plan. But a lot of breeders have been feeding that for years. It and that work. works for them. It works for them. But other people, like myself and a few others, it just doesn't work. Mm-mm. The dogs react badly to it. We have tried it. Or other people that have sent their dogs away to handlers that feed that exclusively. Yeah. And. It caused the handlers to have to work three times as hard to maintain the dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just one of those things. You've got to evaluate. it. Whenever you're feeding a dog, it's not just a simple situation of, oh, here you go. Yeah, don't no. just use whatever worked uh, previously if you had a dog in the past or anything like that. Chances are either the dog brand doesn't exist anymore or it's a completely, literally, a completely different animal. Yeah, and they may have even changed the formula too. Yeah, you never know. So, Do you know, know. It, it's it's a constant state of evaluation. And so, you know, yeah, Michael might get frustrated that, you know, I might change something or add a supplement, but it's this constant state of evaluation that's going on where I might want to add in a coat supplement if they are going to be showing for a while, or I might want to add in a protein supplement if they're going to go and do performance work. But it's just that constant flow to keep them at their best. And that's all nutrition should be, is to keep them at their best. Most of the time, you're going to talk to people and say, hey, dog gets 
you know, better food than I do. But you also have to weigh it in there. Dogs are only around for less than 20 years, yeah. 10 to 20 years at most. Yeah. So why not feed them the best that we can for the short time that they're here? That's a fair point. And that, that's my philosophy on it. Yeah. And so with that, do your homework, do your research. As always, bibliography and triplicate on my desk by Monday. <laughs> and again, these raw tidbits are just our opinions. Yeah, they're just expressing our opinions, which we already gave out the information if you have any questions or concerns or what have you. Um, and as always, um, I think you should say it this time. Go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. They love you. <laughs>